going to have the Bible reading, which is from Genesis 39, verses 1 to 23. Now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt. Potiphar, an Egyptian who was one of Pharaoh's officials, the captain of the guard, bought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him there. The Lord was with Joseph and he prospered and he lived in the house of his Egyptian master. When his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord gave him success in everything he did, Joseph found favour in his eyes and became his attendant. Potiphar put him in charge of his household and he entrusted to his care everything he owned. From the time he had put him in charge of his household and all that he owned, the Lord blessed the household of the Egyptian because of Joseph. The blessing of the Lord was on everything Potiphar had, both in the house and in the field. So he left Joseph, he left in Joseph's care everything he had. With Joseph in charge, he did not concern himself with anything except the food he ate. Now Joseph was well built and handsome, and after a while his master's wife took notice of Joseph and said, Come to bed with me. But he refused. With me in charge, he told her, my master does not concern himself with anything in the house. Everything he owns he has entrusted to my care. No, no one is greater in his house than I am. My master has withheld nothing from me except you, because you are his wife. Now then, how then could I do such a wicked thing and sin against God? And though she spoke to Joseph day after day, he refused to go to bed with her and even be with her. One day he went into the house to attend to his duties and none of the household servants was inside. She called him by his cloak and said, Come to bed with me. But he left his cloak in her hand and ran out of the house. When she saw that he had left his cloak in her hand and had run out of the house, she called her household servants. Look, she said to them, this Hebrew has been brought to us to make sport of us. He came in here to sleep with me, but I screamed. When he heard me scream for help, he left his cloak beside me and ran out of the house. She kept his cloak beside her until his master had come home. Then she told him this story. That Hebrew slave you brought us came to me to make sport of me. But as soon as I screamed for help, he left his cloak beside me and ran out of the house. When his master had heard the story his wife had told him, saying, this is how your slave treated me, he burned with anger. Joseph's master took him and put him in prison, the place where the king's prisoners were confined. But while Joseph was there in the prison, the Lord was with him. He showed him kindness and granted him favour in the eyes of the prison warden. So the warden put Joseph in charge of all those held in the prison and he made him responsible for all that was done there. The warden paid no attention to anything under Joseph's care because the Lord was with Joseph and gave him success in whatever he did. I want to share with you this morning around that reading 
It's a passage that um, I know you all know very, very well. And uh, I want to commence by just asking you, how's this past week been for you? Got a, immediately got a few smiles. Some people are thinking, how's, how's it been? We often say that to people, how are things going? And if perhaps not this week, how's the, how's the last month been going for you? Just think back some of the things that's happening in, in and around your life, just, just you personally at this stage. And we could even go back further and say, well, what about the last year or two? How, how are things with you? What's been happening in your life? And um, I can see the wheels turning in some of you, thinking back, hmm, yes, I think about that. I think that life is generally uh, a collection of highs and lows. Although, yes, there are plateaus too, but, but primarily highs and lows. Would you agree with me? There are good things that happen and there's not so good things that happen in our life. There are successes. I don't, I don't like using the word failure, so there's successes and challenges. There's joys and there's heartaches. Um, we all experience the ups and downs of life. That's the way it is, isn't it? Someone said, and I can't remember which Prime Minister it was, so if you know, and I don't mind you yelling out, someone said life was not meant to be easy. Um, and it rings pretty true, doesn't it? As you're thinking about, gee, what's happened over the last summer or so. Some days we're eager to get out of bed and greet the day with energy and expectation, and other days we just want to stay under the bed covers, just hope it all goes away, whatever it is. I'll just stay a little bit long, not because it's cold. I felt that this morning, got to be honest. Thank you to Heath and Terry that I was very, very warm. Um, but that's sometimes how we feel, and that's life. Uh, it's a series of, of events that happen in our lives, happens within our kids, happens um, within our extended family, our loved ones, um, happens at everywhere we go, every aspect of our life. We sometimes see the highs and the lows, and when they're high, we're yeah, we're pretty pretty much with it. But sometimes when we're low, we feel that we're the only ones this ever this ever happens to a little little bit like um, Jane and Adriana this morning. Um, that's how life goes, and I'm the same. So, yeah, I'm generally a, as Veronica, my wife would say, you're always half full. You always think the best. Yeah, I, I, I guess that's the way God's made me. But, but yeah, sometimes I'm sitting quietly or maybe when I'm driving in the car somewhere, like like down to Area Park, I, I think of things and I question in my mind, I, I wonder why that happened. Why did that happen? And was there not a different way this could have happened? Why did that happen to my, my son or my daughter or my grandkids? Uh, you know? Why did, why did I get beat in that grand final playing football and I prayed for weeks that we would win? Well, somebody told me, well, the other team were praying as well. So what do you want God to do? Um, but life is like that, isn't it? Now, story from Genesis, from Genesis 39, where we're focusing, is, um, is one of those accounts where, where, where I believe we can quickly establish, and, I, and you all know the story of Joseph, where Joseph had highs and lows in his life. Um, as a young man, Joseph was um, 
was loved by his father. The scriptures, the Bible tells us that in the earlier chapters from chapter 37 onwards, that he was loved by. But at the same time as, as, as he was being loved by his father, he was being hated by his brothers. And there was this situation that no matter what Jacob did for, for Joseph, there, there was always going to be a reaction. You, you remember that when uh, Jacob made Joseph that beautiful coat, we all remember the coat of many colours. And Joseph was so happy as he wore that coat. Um, but on the other side of on the other side of the household, his brothers were seething. They they were raged with hate was just building up in them. Look at the look at the good boy in the family. He got he got it all, and we get nothing. And that's how the story through chapter thirty seven begins begins to unfold and. Uh, we know that Joseph had the gift of interpreting dreams and when he did interpret a dream to to his brothers, guess what that did to them? That made them more upset. He couldn't couldn't win. He could not go go further with them. Um, Then we know with the story where where Jacob says to Joseph, I I want you to head off to Shechem and go and and find your brothers and, and bring me back a report. How are they going? And I imagine Joseph, when he went, he had, he had a, he had a, he probably took an esky and a couple of other things. He had this, all this food that he carried with him, and t- took them to go and find his brothers. He, he got to Shechem and they weren't there. Wondered, I wonder if he wondered where are my brothers gone? They pinched my father's flock and taken off. And now we found, we find out in the, in the scriptures that they'd moved on to Dothan, and so he finds them there. And of course, Joseph's wearing this coat quite conspicuous. He loved this coat. It was a sign of, of the love that he had for his father. But it was also the sign that the, the brothers, looking from afar, they saw, this, they saw this person coming towards them. And it wasn't long because they realised it was Joseph. And they could tell that by, you know, by his coat. And as soon as they saw him, the Bible tells us that they, they plotted to kill him. They thought, this is our chance. Um, fortunately for for, for uh, Joseph, Reuben was not keen on the idea, and and Reuben was able to uh, to talk them out of or lead them uh, lead the discussion away that they wouldn't kill him. And what they did is they, as we know, they stripped him uh, and threw him into a, a cistern. Now, a cisterns are, are dried up well. I thought that was a bit of intelligence I'd bring to you uh, all the way from from Barara. So they threw him in, in, into this system, and their their plan was they were just going to leave him there. I don't know. I don't know. The Bible doesn't tell us whether Reuben was going to do anything different. But here he is. He's thrown in. He's thrown into this system, and the boy and the brothers go back home, and they tell their father this great whopping story, this huge lie, that um, we found Joseph. He'd been eaten by the wolves or the ravenous some ravenous creature and blood all over his coat and we brought it home and you can read you can read that in the uh, preceding chapters to where we are today Jacob broke down his heart was broken and it says he cried and cried and cried Reuben was not aware by the way that um, which is interesting and I've tried to find out why so some of you theological experts good here can tell me when the um, when the brothers saw these traders coming, 
the Midianites, and they were also called the Ishmaelites, um, they decided that this is our opportunity to get rid of Joseph forever. And so they sold him um, for, 20, for 20 shekels, which is not a lot of money, but they, were, they would have been happy for the profit that they made. Reuben didn't know that that happened. Maybe Reuben was off doing something else, mining the sheep, tending to something, and he didn't know. Um, so maybe that's something like me. I, I didn't know that till I was preparing this message, that we keep learning something afresh every time we look at stories that we know so well. And then we come to chapter 39, which is where, where I want to take us for a little while today. But as we as we look at chapter 39, I think it's fair to say that Joseph was was on a trampoline of life. He was up high and he was down low. Great things happened and then he got plunged down. Things looked great, future couldn't look better, and then something happened and as far as he was concerned he was a he was a goner. And that's our that's our pattern of life too sometimes. As I asked you to think earlier about How's the past few weeks, few months, couple of years have been? We too can be have a trampoline of life as things happen to us. So we find out in this chapter, and I'm not going to go through verse by verse. Thanks, thanks, Rod, for the reading. Um, we find out that um, Joseph is sold as a slave to Potiphar. Potiphar was one of the uh, one of the gifted people in, in the fact that he. You know, he's a captain of the, we would probably say captain of the guard. He might have even been a brigadier general for all we know. Uh, but he he was led to um, purchase Joseph and he brought him into his household and he was so impressed by Joseph. So impressed. There's things that what Joseph, the way Joseph spoke, the way he behaved, um, just everything that he did so impressed Potiphar that he he promoted him to be the ma- the manager of his household and he ran the household and this was this was a time where Joseph again became was on a high been sold into slavery sold to to the uh, traders all he could see at that moment in time was my 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 life's going nowhere i've got nothing to i've got nothing to be excited about and then suddenly god does something in Joseph's life. And we find out that um, that the Lord was with him. They're the words that I want to share with you this morning, and I trust he might take away from you. The Lord was with Joseph. He was with him in the highs, and he was with him in the lows. The Bible actually says that the Lord was with Joseph, um, and he found success. He does use the word prosperity, but sometimes when people use the prosperity, oh, we're talking about money. In in my limited knowledge of the scripture, uh, most times that word prosperity is it, actually meaning success. And we and we can see that Joseph succeeded. And he found the Bible says he found favor with everyone. And the it was because the Lord was with him. And we'll read these words time and again in this passage. I think it's mentioned directly or indirectly, four times in, in, in these, these uh, 18 verses that had read to us this morning. But then his Joseph couldn't ask for a better life. He had everything. He had beautiful clothing. He had uh, wonderful 
facilities because he was the master. He had the, the latest and the greatest TV. He had Foxtel and he had everything else. All of this was at his disposal. And uh, he was honoured and he was looked up to by everybody else. And at this time when he's up here, we, we, know, we know what happens. Part of his wife decides that she would that she desired him. It would make a really good TV story, not, not, not that I want to suggest we do one. But we know that the Lord was with Joseph, and we know that Joseph resisted this, this woman's um, advances to him and even said to him, you know, you, you are my master's wife. I, I, have, I have permission to do anything and everything else within this household, but as, as my master's wife, uh, I, I, I will not come to you. Even when, when she flattered him by telling him that he was handsome. And I thought of that verse and I thought, well, I'm going to meet a lot of handsome men here today. So this woman saw, saw Joseph as, as being a handsome person. But then we find that um, the scene is set and Joseph goes into the house. The Bible says all the other servants were, were not there. So it was just Joseph and part of his wife. And we know the story of what she does. She seduces him. She brings him down. And then when Potiphar comes home, she tells this great story that um, Joseph Joseph had, had, had wanted to have her. Joseph wanted to rape me. Joseph took me. But I screamed and he ran off and here's his cloak. I've got his, I've got his cloak in my hand to prove that, that he came in, in, into my bedroom. And then we find suddenly Joseph's back down again. He's down to one of his low times because immediately his master says, this is not good and I'm, going to, and I'm going to put you into prison. And he's thrown into prison. And then we find there again, though, the Bible says, but the Lord was with him. So even whether he's in a high or whether he's in a low, that the Lord is with him. And you can read on beyond chapter 39 if you'd like to have a little bit extra Bible study this in this next few weeks. And, and, and Joseph continues to at times be at the height of his career and things happen to him and, and he's brought back down and into his low. Why, why was the Lord with Joseph? Have you ever asked yourself the question? Why is that such a particular phrase that the, the writer brings to our attention, the Lord was with him. The Lord was with him and he succeeded. The Lord was with him and and others around him uh, were prospered and were successful and did well. I put to you there's a few reasons that I think that, that um, Joseph, uh, that those words that the Lord was with him are applicable. I think Joseph... Uh, refused to compromise on his integrity. It's a very, very important value that each of us have here, everyone, man, woman, child, is if our, if our integrity is not compromised. And sometimes that, that means standing firm. Sometimes it means stretching a friendship. Sometimes it means even breaking a friendship. Joseph refused to compromise his integrity. Joseph was faithful to his father. He spoke well always of his father. He also obeyed his father. And Joseph, would, I believe, was a because the Bible tells us 
in chapter 39, he was a caring person. He wasn't someone that was caught up about status and recognition. They are things that can be attached to a person because maybe of the role they do, the, the achievements in life. But, but he wasn't someone who sought status or recognition. Joseph used his giftings for the good of others, including his faithfulness to his heavenly father. So jo Joseph knew what, what God had given to him. And through the, through the teaching from his father, he, he knew what was right, what was wrong. He knew that his brothers hated him. Surely no one could live in the household as long as Joseph did with his brothers and not know that they despised him. But we never see that Joseph sets out to, to pay them back, as we might say, or to go and whinge to his father that, you know, my, my, my brothers don't like me, Dad. He, he was a caring person. And when his father said to him, I want you to go and find your brothers and bring me back a report, we don't read that Joseph said, oh, look, Dad, that's I, I prefer not to go, mate. I'd, I'd like to stay here and be with you. He, he obeyed his father. And we also know that he honoured God. He honoured God in all his ways. So there's some of the reasons why God, the Bible, was able to say to us that as the Spirit caused these words to be written, no matter where Joseph was, the heights or the lows, that the Lord was with him. And we also know that not only was the Lord with him, but the important uh, aspect I want, I want to share with you this morning, that the Lord never forsook him. Oh, and uh, the Lord promised Joseph to guard and protect his life, and he did. Never once did the Lord forsake him. And I want to share that with you just for a few moments now, that the Lord has promised you and me that he will not leave us, he will not forsake us, he has promised to be with us, just as we read in, in the account there of Joseph. So when you're experiencing the joys of life, when you're experiencing the challenges of life, when things just don't go the way you would like it, when things don't go the way I, I prefer them to go, I want, I want to assure you this morning that the Lord is with you and he will not forsake you. What about the issues that are ahead of you this week? We've heard, we've heard in our prayers this morning the, the need for prayer for people who, who, are, who are sick and unwell. We know of others that are, um, have family issues. We don't know what's going to happen for your kids at school this week. Is something going to happen that's going to cause cause one of your children to be to be upset? Something going to happen in in your job? Something going to happen? And may I say this because I know where many of you are you're working on working in your farms this week. Is it going to be? Is it going to be something that's going to crop up um, that is, is is has the potential to slow you down, to take you down? Is it going to be? Is it going to be a high throughout all this week, or are there going to be lows in this week and in the weeks to come? If there are, and there may well be, highs and lows in your life and my life this week, this month, next month, be, be assured that the Lord is with you, and be assured that He'll not forsake you. 
What about us as a church? What struggles might we face in the next one, two, three, six months or so? What about broken relationships that, 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 that have occurred? When people are feeling low, others, and other times things are going swimmingly. All, all the ministries are going well. We're seeing, we're seeing mums come to play group. We're seeing things happen in the life of the church. We're, we're on a high. Do we have financial constraints? I have no idea. But, I, but the one thing I do know is that God will be with us as a church because he has promised that he will, he will build my church. And that word build, when you, when you look into the context of build and keep on building, he will maintain this church because he loves this church, loves every one of you. It's a very precious church to him. He will love my, the church that I go to at Barara. And we too, at, at my home church, we're struggling. We have struggles ahead of us. But the one thing that I rely on is that God, God will be with us. And he won't turn his back on those whom he loves and he loves his church. He's promised, he says that he, he will um, strengthen us and he will not forsake us. He, he says to us in Jeremiah 33, verse 3, one, one of my favourites, that if we call out to him, actually said, if we cry out to him, I, I, I will hear you. I, I love verses like that because it, because it shows the relationship that I'm the one that needs to call on God. I'm the one that needs to, as we read in Jeremiah 29, 11 to 13, I'm the one who needs to seek him. Does that mean God won't work in my life if I don't? No, it doesn't mean that at all. But it also means that there's a, an intention for me that I will cry out to the Lord, cry aloud to the Lord, and he will, it says he will show me great and mighty things that, that, that I can't comprehend. In Jeremiah, when he says, if you seek me with all your heart and you pray, and when you seek me, you will find me. And I love those few extra words that goes on beyond that, that many times we don't hear. You can look it up for yourself. And it says, and I want to be found. I just love that. See, God wants me to seek him, but all the time he's calling on me to seek him, to pray, to read his word, He's saying, by the way, I want to be found by you. And that just encourages me. Maybe that's an encouragement for you today. What are some of the verses that I'd like to leave with you and you can look them up in your own time that talks about the fact that the Lord is with us and, and he will never forsake us. In Deuteronomy 31 verse 9, uh, there's a promise that God gives to Joshua via Moses. So God is speaking to Moses and they're, and they're discussing Moses um, handing over the children of Israel to Joshua. And it says, the Lord himself goes before you, and he will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. And that's the promise he gives to you and me this week, this afternoon. The Lord himself will go before you, and he'll be with you, and he will never leave you or forsake you. So whatever, whatever issue you have this week, be it a high or a low, or even even you think, no, life's going to be pretty stable this week, be assured the Lord's with you and he, and he will never leave you. 
Then in Joshua 1 verse 9, this is where the Lord is addressing Joshua directly. Uh, and you know these words, but it's good to be encouraged. He said, be strong and of good courage, for the Lord your God will be with you. In brackets I've written, God then said to Joshua, now go and possess the land that I promised. Yeah, we, we, we've, had a good, we've had a good time together. Now go and do what I've asked you to do. Because he'd asked, he'd asked um, Joshua to lead the children in, into the promised land. And you know that you know that account as well as I do, that over the next seven years, Joshua took everything before him. And time and time again, he was reminded of the promise that God said, you will possess this land and I will be with you and I will never leave you. In Matthew 28, again, well-known passage, when Jesus was speaking to his disciples and in turn he's speaking to you and I as his disciples, you know, what we call the Great Commission, go into all the world, preach the gospel, teaching, baptising. We sometimes forget those last half a dozen words. Might be seven words. And I, and lo, I will be with you always. So whatever your mission is this week, whether you're tied up in school, in, in education, whether you're at work, working on your property, um, doing things during the week, attending community affairs that need to be attended to. I want you to remember that Christ is commissioning you and I because we're the only ones that he has. We, we are his hands, we are his feet, and we are also to be the voice that we will speak to people that we come in contact with. And he gives that wonderful assurance, and I will be with you always, and I will never forsake you. Hebrews 13, verse 5 concludes, he's talking here about marriage, but very, very applicable to us all. His call was about marriage to be honoured by all. And God said, God will never leave you or forsake you. I want you to carry those words into, into where, where, where you go today and tomorrow. And I want to carry them myself. As I look forward to a, a week that's going to be relatively busy like you are, I'm going to bump into people. I'm going to bump into my neighbours. I'm going to bump into people at the shops. I'm going to see people as I go where I where I need to go. And I may I may never ever see some of these people again. But I want to be I want to be so willing that if if God opens the door for me, that I will be bold and take that opportunity to 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 do something. Maybe it's to befriend them. Maybe somebody you're going to meet this week, all they want is a smile. Maybe they want that cuddle, even if physically we're not, sometimes we're not allowed to cuddle. Or just ask permission, can I give you a cuddle? God, God will place you and I in, in positions this week if you want to, if you're willing, where, where we can be his hands, his feet, his voice. And he says, as you go and do this, as you speak to someone, as you sow kindness, I will be with you and I'll never leave you. And that helps me. I'm, I'm inspired. I'm saying I'm, I'm inspired week by week but by, by these wonderful words that wherever I go, whatever I do, God, God will be with me. And whether I've got to go and have a, go and see some, go and see a doctor this week, and I'm not too sure why I've got to go, but I've got to go. 
I can I can do a number of things. I can, I can worry, and I'll do a little bit of that. Um, and I can talk to my wife, and I'll do a lot of that. But I also know that I can trust God and take him at his word when he says, Ted, I'll be with you, and I'll never forsake you. Whether it's some something else that I have to do, whether it's going to visit somebody in a hospital, maybe, as, as many of you do, maybe it's a, a place you'll, 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 you'll go to this week. As you head out the door, just remember, remember those words from, from Genesis 39, the Lord is with me and he will never forsake me. So what have we learned? As I just very quickly summarise, God is with his people in the highs and the lows. And all churches, all churches, not just not just area park, have highs and lows. But God is always with us. Sometimes in the hustle and bustle of what we're doing, um, we, we, we might take our eyes off God a little bit, um, but he's with us. When, when things are going great and we don't always we don't always remember to say thank you, God, God is with us. Someone reminds us, isn't this good? We've got more and more, more and more kids coming to play group. It's an opportunity to praise God and say, Thank you, Lord. I I, I knew you were in this. And and and, and to take away from that uh, that not only is he with you, but he'll never leave you when others might. Others might let you down. Others might be caught up doing something else. Don't seem to get to your place just when you want them. Things don't quite happen the way you want them. Remember that God will never leave you. Never leave you, never forsake you. And he will bring He will bring success into your life. But I just gave myself that uh, last point is, is about, but we need to be intentional about our relationship with God. We need to want to be the person that God wants us to be. So we need to seek him with all of our heart and we need to pray. And if, we, if I need to confess something that I've done, then, then I need to do that. But I also need to be able to say, Lord, I want you to go with me. Wherever you take me this week, I know that you're with me and I know that you'll never forsake me. Amen. Let me pray. Lord, you have spoken to us this morning through the story of Joseph. Very interesting account of a man who trusted in you, but he certainly had a tough time. At times he was king of the castle, and other times, Lord, he was in the depths of the dungeons. But you were always with him, and you blessed him. And you're saying to us today, Lord, that wherever you go this week, I will be with you and I will not forsake you. Seek me with all your heart. Be intentional about wanting to be someone who wants to live the life that God has placed upon you. And I promise you, says God, that I'll be with you and I will never forsake you. Amen.